Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, you're right. They can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone. You can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. And today, today we're going to be talking about the stages of retirement. Now, I know last week we talked about it, but we didn't get to the final stage. (laughs) So I want to make sure that we have time today to really dive into that because face it, that's what we do, right? We wake up in the morning, we go to work, we plan for retirement, and it's this big thing that's out there in the future. And sometimes we do all the work of getting our numbers together. We are great at planning or we're working with a great financial planner. And then we get there and we forgot about the softer side, understanding what we need to do. So let me give you a quick recap from last week. And then I want to dive into the six stages of retirement when you've actually gone through the process. Now, last week, if you remember, we had talked about the fact and we use the example about a trapeze artist, how they climb up to the very tall little platform and they stand on that platform. And then they have this bar that they hold on. We all know how this goes, right? And then they swing out over nothingness and then they let go of the bar in hopes that there's another bar that's going to swing. And after they finish making all those somersaults, they can grab onto that bar and safely make it to the next platform. That, my friends, pretty much describes retirement process because you will spend your life climbing up that ladder to get to a platform. And in that platform, you have to look down and say, okay, I finally got here. And you realize you have to let go of everything that you've believed as far as who you are and what you do. And you've got to create new habits. You've got to come to an ending of one so you can begin the other. So there's three processes, or I should say three stages. The ending, then the neutral zone. And in the neutral zone, we talked about this last week, which is one of the most uncomfortable periods because you have to literally rediscover who you are. And once you get through that uncomfortable zone, then you get to begin retirement. Not, oh, hey, Yahoo, we're in retirement. You just made it to that platform. And then what do you have to do? Climb down that ladder and then go live your life. And so that's what we want to talk about. And last week, I I gave one piece of advice, and don't worry, since it's not financial, I'm allowed to do that. When we looked at it, one of the ways that we can help prepare ourselves for retirement is to understand who we are, understand what makes us tick, what makes us thrive, what helps us to recalibrate when things go kind of crazy. What do you do when the market goes down? What do you do when there's a death in the family? What do you do when a loved one isn't speaking to you? All these different things. And who are you in the midst of all of this? Getting to understand who you are I believe, is just as important as getting your numbers together for retirement. Because what does it matter if you have enough money to live forever and you don't want to live? Right? 
So we want to understand that softer side of wealth that says, okay, there's retirement and there's planning we need to do. And I want to go over some of the steps that can be done for financial planning for retirement. But I also want us to be aware of when we've said yes, we've talked to our financial advisor and it's okay to go. You've got the green light that you're able to step into it. So let's spend today talking about the six phases of retirement. So basically what's happened is you've said goodbye to the job, you've gone through that place where it's neutral, where they really should call it something else besides neutral, because it is the most uncomfortable place that you ever will be. And you want to say, okay, what do I need to do in that uncomfortable place? And maybe there are some other places that would be more uncomfortable, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. So let's talk about this. You make it to the platform. You are retired. And what happens first? Well, you're in the honeymoon phase. All right. How many of you can think back, think of your spouse? They could do no evil. They could do no wrong. They were just so perfect. How many after a year still feel that way? Okay. How many of you who have been married for 10, 20, 30 years still feel that your spouse walks on water and can do no wrong? No, I'm not saying you don't love them. I'm just saying that maybe the rose-colored glasses have a few cracks in it and you're like, okay, not what I thought, but love them dearly, right? Well, the same thing kind of applies in retirement. You get these rose-colored glasses of what it's going to be like. And in the beginning, it's like, this is really cool. I can sleep until 11 o'clock every day. I can have chocolate bonbons and champagne until 50 pounds later. You realize maybe that's not the best move, but there is a honeymoon phase. Just understand that. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Everyone's, and I think this is important to understand, everyone has a different length of time, right? Some will do the honeymoon phase and it'll be one day. Yippee, I retired, this is awesome. And the next day, they slip right into the other stages. Whereas others can go through a honeymoon stage of retirement for years until something like a death of a loved one, a critical illness, all of a sudden it wakes them. And they're like, okay, this isn't what I planned. The next stage though, is rest and relaxation. So to me, when you're looking at that, so you've got the honeymoon phase and you're able to uh, write that list of everything you've wanted to get done, right? Oh, I've got a list like that. Like I want George to do the bathroom ceiling. I want this. And you go through that honeymoon phase where there's time to do that whole honey-do list. I know some of you are like, I am never getting retired now because I don't want a honey-do list. And then you go through rest and relaxation where everything's done. It's like, okay. I can't mow the lawn twice in one day. I'm not going to repaint the house again. So you get to that place and it's okay. And you like that rest and relaxation. Until after a while, when you look at what your calendar is for the week and you realize it's days and days of just getting up and doing nothing, then all of a sudden that phase comes to an end and you want something more. And being aware of that, is helpful because when you get to the end of that, then you go into the next phase, which is disenchantment. And that's like, huh, I've done everything on my honey-do list. I've done everything on my I-want-to-do list. I've rested. I can't sleep in anymore. I can't go to bed any earlier. There's got to be something more. And that's where that 
um, uncomfortable. I don't like this. This isn't what it was supposed to be like. That's when your rose-colored glasses begin to break. I think it's important to understand that so that when it happens, you're not like, oh my gosh, what's happening? This is just me that thinks this. No, we all go through it. Just some at different phases and some for longer phases than another. But being aware of knowing that, I, I think the most dangerous place is disenchantment. Because in this phase that you're in, if you don't choose to reorient, which is the next phase, but if you choose to hang out in this one, this is where people lose their purpose for living and they begin to shut down. And then they begin to get sick and then different things happen. You know, I think about um, curly hair grandpa and uh, curly hair grandpa was awesome. He has such an awesome grandpa. I always think of that country song that says, and I wish grandpa's never died. I can't remember who sings it, but it was such a good song. And uh, he redid his house in Florida. He came up and helped us redo some things up here. He helped everyone until there was no one else that he could help. And he didn't want to sleep in, so he hit the disenchantment phase. And then a year later, all of a sudden he's got cancer. All of a sudden he's not feeling well. And things began to escalate, and pretty soon we lost him. And there was something George always said. He goes, Crystal, when Grandpa didn't have anything left to do, he died. That is such a critical stage. And the reason I share that with you is as a financial planner, one of the things that I watch for <laughs> very carefully is when I have my clients retire, I need to touch base with them. Hey, how are you doing? How are you liking it? Some of them, they're still in the honeymoon phase. Some of them are working through their to-do list and I'm watching. I'm watching when that to-do list gets done and they're tired of doing nothing and they can't figure out what to do next because then we go out for lunch and then we talk about a trip and we begin to start helping them re-engage some other way in life because that is the most critical stage in my belief. Now, what can you do? You might say, well, Crystal, that's good for you. As a financial planner, you can see all your clients who are retiring and you can monitor who's going through. I can. I don't have that client base. Think of people you love. And out of those people you love, watch if they retire. And when they retire, care enough to check on them. And I admit in the beginning when they're not working and you are, it may be like, huh, what do they have to complain about? But watch them as they go through it. And when they start getting cranky and they're not satisfied with doing nothing, that's when we know they haven't found something to re-engage in. Great. This is also great for pastors because then as you're looking out in your congregation, you can see those who are retiring and help them get engaged, whether it's helping at the church or, or even getting engaged in their families. Find something to help them through that. So that's where the next phase comes in. And that next phase is reorientation. That is where they begin to say, oh, Maybe there is something else in life. And they begin, and this is a one where I'm working with my friend now, we begin to say, well, what about you try this hobby? Or you volunteer over here. Or you do this. And you begin to just go through a pattern of different experiences for them to find, oh, wow, I really like that. 
which is why I said at the beginning of the program, it's so important wherever we are in life to understand who we are and what lights our fire. How were we created? What makes us passionate so that we can continue to grow in that area outside of our work? Now, I know for many of you, you say, but Crystal, I love my work. That's what makes me passionate. That's great. So how do we take that? And what is it about your work that you love that we can take into retirement and you can duplicate there? Those are the things where you begin asking yourself those questions and say, okay, I see what made me fulfilled in that job. How do I duplicate it over here? If one of them could be if you're a teacher and you say, oh, I loved having the impact over these children. Okay, well, do they allow you at a local library to be having the story hour where you're pouring into the lives of those little children and you're reading books? I've read some things. They let almost everyone do that. So they should be able to let good quality Christian people be able to read books, to do something, to volunteer in the big sister, big brother program, to be doing something. There are places that are crying out for able adults who have good values to come in and sow into the lives of the kids. If that's what set you on fire at your workplace and you're no longer there, then find someplace you can volunteer and use that skill set that you are so skilled now to do. That's what the reorientation phase is all about. It says, I took care of all my to-do lists. I've got the rest. So I finally have caught up from all the years where I didn't get good sleep. I now need something in life. Okay. What? What are things I can try? And don't be afraid to try new things that you haven't done before. Now, that brings us to the retirement routine. Now, this one is where you found your place and you begin just like you had work. I get up at such and such time. This is what I have for breakfast. Then I go to my car and then I do this. I'm telling you what, my clients who are retired, who have reached their retirement routine, they are harder to reach than my working clients. I'm like, hello, hello, just like over here. We just need to do just an annual review. Really, I can do it super, super fast by the phone. And they're like, okay, go, because I have pickleball in 30 minutes. You know what it's like to be up against pickleball when you're trying to do numbers? <laughs> but my point of the matter is that actually makes me rejoice because I know they've made it past the disenchantment phase. And that's what we want to see. We want to see them re-engage. Now, I just want to make one comment going back a little bit to that reorientation phase. A lot of times what happens is people will say, well, they're retired. They have plenty of time. So I'm going to go ask them to do this and ask them to do this. So this is for you, all my retired people. No is an acceptable answer. I'm going to say it one more time. No is an acceptable answer. You don't have to spend the second half of your life doing what everyone else needs you to do. You are allowed to find the things that were designed for you to do. That's what we can do. And so don't be afraid to put parameters, to put boundaries and say, no, I'm going to choose to design the second half of my life so that I enjoy it. You spent the first half learning what you liked, building your skill set. So let's spend the second half enjoying that and developing it more. Those are the phases that I see. And then, of course, after you get through the retirement routine, that's where that transition. You know, it's an appointed unto man, a time to die. 
But at that case, it's not because uh, of depression. It's not because you've given up on life. It's just that you're getting older. You're 140 years old or whatever age that it is. But as we walk through these, I want to encourage you, if you're already retired, where do you fit? Are you in the honeymoon phase? Are you in the rest and relaxation, catching up on all that sleep that you missed? Are you in the disenchantment phase? Is that where you're stuck and you need to get out of it? You're spiraling there. Are you in the reorientation phase where you're finding new hobbies, making new friends? That's something to get out there and have that connection. And have you settled into a retirement routine? These are all steps that we can take that can help our retirement be such a fulfilling experience that we have. Now, what I want to do is I want to take a quick 60-second break. When we come back, I want to talk about, okay, so we've got our mindset right, right? We, we know what we're looking for. We know how we need to face retirement. We're paying attention to the voice inside our head. We're listening. Well, what are the things maybe we need to do financially so that when we're in retirement, we say, hey, I do love to play pickleball every week. We have the resources to do pickleball. We'll talk about that in just 60 seconds when we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Just like soft skills are needed to have impact within a workplace, understanding the softer side of money can help individuals financially provide for themselves and those they love. This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Numbers are factual. One plus one does equal two, but that's math, not money. Just knowing math doesn't make you wealthy. Otherwise, we'd all be wealthy sitting on a beach somewhere. Learn the softer side of money found in your money mindsets, your money memories, and your money myths, and gain the confidence needed for every financial decision. Call 518-433-7181 today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Today, we're talking about retirement. In fact, the last two weeks, we've been talking about retirement. And I have been pounding on that fact like I have for many episodes to say, listen, there's two sides to the coin, right? There's the cold, hard numbers of wealth, and then there's the softer side of wealth. And many times we're so focused on just the numbers that we miss out on the internal satisfaction, peace, and enjoyment that we can have. If only we just pay attention and realize it's part of the equation. So we spent before the break talking about the six phases of retirement. So I'm just going to quick read them to you now. The honeymoon phase. Remember, this is awesome. Retirement is the best thing since sliced bread and nothing, just everything's perfect. And then there's, okay, I got all my honey to-do list done. I've got my lawn mowed in diagonal straights. I've got everything set and now I can rest. And you sleep in and you don't set the alarm clock. You can finally rest because everything you wanted to do is done. And then, well, then comes the disenchantment because I'm bored. I got everything done on my honey-do list. I did my neighbor's honey-do list. I did the person's down the street honey-do list. I don't want to do anymore, but I don't know where I fit in anymore. And why am I even here? Will anyone even notice if I was gone? This is the most dangerous of all the stages of retirement because this is where you 
decide I'm going to re-engage with life or I'm going to choose to disengage. And when people disengage, they shut off the opportunity to be able to experience a whole new level of, of joy and experience in their retirement years. I want to encourage, I know I keep stopping here, but it's a real thing. If you know someone who's retired, watch to see what stages they're in and see where they're stuck. What can you do to help give the little push to help them go into the next stage? Now, after the disenchantment stage is the reorientation stage, which means, hey, I, I've decided I'm going to figure out what makes me smile again. I'm going to figure out how to re-engage in life. I don't want to just stay home in my slippers and, and bathrobe. I want to get out there. And reorientation says, I'm going to start trying new things and discovering who I am and the people that I can impact. And it's not just about, well, I'm going to discover who I am, so I'm going to live a self-life that just is indulgent in me. It's who am I created to be and what brings satisfaction and how can I pour into the lives of others, which is different than saying yes to everybody who wants you to watch their kids or wants you to run these errands or wants you to work here. And I say this even respectfully, even it doesn't mean that you have to say yes to everything at church. It means you just say yes to God and yes to you on what you're supposed to do. And you find that balance. Once you've found the things that you enjoy, that's when the next phase of retirement routine comes in where you're like, okay, this makes sense. When you're in that phase, I want to encourage you. You may have found something that works and you're thrilled, but there does come a day when you're like, yeah, no. I don't want to do that anymore. It's okay to pivot. You know, sometimes I think we get into a routine where we're like, okay, this is what I know I'm supposed to do. And we're afraid to change. Why? You're allowed to say, wow, that was a really good season. It lasts for six days. That was an awesome season. I'm going to try something new. Or you can do it for a year or two years. A lot of times when it's the beginning of the year, I set these goals for myself and I say, you know what? It's just going to be for the year. And I'm going to see, I'm going to help out in this area or I'm going to donate to this organization for a year. And then at the end of the year, I'm going to find out, is that something I would like to do for another year? Or, nope, that was the season. The same thing applies when you're designing what your retirement life looks like. You may go through a season where you are traveling all over and loving it. But there'll come, usually comes a time when you're like, and the RV is going for sale because you're done. And that's okay. Give yourself grace when you're in retirement. Yes, we need to have rules and boundaries and different things. But my goodness, those rules and boundaries are meant to help us, not to hinder us from walking into what we should be experiencing. After we go through the retirement routine, that's where later on we transition and we retire from the earth. Is that a better way to say it? Because there is appointed unto man a time to die. But it's not because we've died of a broken heart. It's not because we've given up on life. We've lived life fully. And that's why I wanted to share today. It's so important. Now, as we finish our discussion today, there are some things that we need to talk about financially. Because the reason why we can go into the softer side of wealth and we can talk about understanding what it is that lights our fire and finding that passion and the things that we do 
It also requires that other side of the coin that says, but are our numbers in order? You know, when our numbers aren't in order, it does make it hard to go through the different stages of retirement without fear because we're barely squeaking by. And so we're facing all these different honeymoon the stage, the rest and relaxation, and all the different phases. We're facing them just like everyone else. But when the numbers aren't in order, that means we're facing them with financial pressure. And when we're facing it with financial pressure, then our decisions tend to be different. And that's why it's so important that we take the time to truly plan. Now, what are some of the areas when people sit down with me and they say, okay, Crystal, I'm getting ready to retire. Now, usually if someone's getting ready to retire, me, retire, they'll usually come to me about three years before. And they'll say, you know, in three years, I just need you to take a, a look. Am I on the right path? Am I thinking the right thing? What am I missing? Because there are things that we can predict, but there's a lot of things we can't predict. Like, what is your health going to be like in retirement? But you know what we can do? We can talk about it and say, all right, so if health was to go sideways, do we want long-term care insurance? No, I don't. It's too expensive. Okay, that's fine. Who is going to take care of you? My children. So your children are going to give you a bath. They're going to help you go to the bathroom. They're going to feed you. And some people say, absolutely. And other people say, oh, I didn't think of it that way. I'd like my children to oversee who's going to take care of me but I don't actually want them to be the one. Or sometimes they say, yes, I raise them. They can take care of me, which is fine. There's different thought processes there. But when they have to take care of you, then do they have to leave work? And if they have to leave work, are they losing a salary? And then is that putting their family in debt? And will their spouse resent that they're taking care of you because now they're in debt and there's no money to pay the 30% interest credit cards? These are questions that we can begin asking to say yes or no for long-term care. Or maybe we say, no, I just want a long-term care or a chronic illness rider. So there's different solutions. What do we do if one of you passes? Is there enough resources to make sure that it can pay for all the bills? Do we need to talk about life insurance? Now, I've heard a lot of people say this. <laughs> oh, well, I have a pension, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the highest pension, and I'm just going to put it on me, and then the difference that I save between the difference that I receive from the one-time payout, the lifetime payout, and what I would have if it was joint, I'll go buy life insurance with that. Just remember that life it's got to be big enough that it could last if your spouse was to live another 20 years. Because pensions are designed to pay the length of the time life insurance gives a lump sum, and you got to figure out how that tax-free lump sum is going to last that time. So it's part of the equation. If you've listened to me for any time, you know I believe life insurance is part of the equation. That's where an annuity comes in. That's where different components come in, and we begin to talk about what do we need to look at to make sure that you have an income stream that you never outlive, what do we need to discuss in case your health goes bad? What do we need to discuss if one of you was to pass away? How are we going to pay for all of those bills? And then what do we need to discuss in regards to estate planning? These are just questions to begin talking through. And when you have to make the choice the next day, 
it can really impact the decisions you make. But if you start three years or two years before you're retiring, then you're like, okay, so I think I need to set up a trust and put my house in a trust so that I know if something ever happened, at least my house is safe and I can pass that on and it can be an inheritance. Now, we do know that many times what happens is your kids really don't want your house. They're just going to sell it. But it's at least a way that you have someplace that you can stay and then you can pass it on to your children and they can sell it if they want. And many times people will say, but Crystal, if it's in a trust, oh no, I can't sell it. And as we talk, and I'm not an attorney, but as you talk with an attorney, they'll be able to share how that works. There's so many components to the number side of getting your household in order for retirement that I know sometimes it can seem overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be, which is exactly what I said at the beginning of the program. Finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. And that's why we're here. So give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and schedule a free initial consultation. Let's sit down and talk. It's a time for you to prepare for retirement with the cold, hard numbers and the softer side so that you can experience wealth. And then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.